Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Warning, the Not Real Art Podcast is intended for creative audiences only. The Not Real Art Podcast celebrates creativity and creative culture worldwide. It contains material that is fresh, fun and inspiring and is not suitable for boring old art snobs. Now, let's get started and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, my creative brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast, where we talk to the world's most creative people. I'm your host, Sourdough, your faithful, trusty, loyal host, Sourdough here, coming at you from our studios in Los Angeles at Crew West, Crew West Studio. You might hear my voice. I'm a little raspy. You might hear my voice. I'm a little tired. You might hear my voice that I am old and worn. (laughs) All those things would be true. Why, though, is the more interesting question. Well, I'm fresh back from DesignerCon 2020 in Anaheim, California, and we, we were exhibiting. We had our booth there, as we always do every year, and just got back late last night after three nights, three days of hard work toiling and showing and selling our wares at DesignerCon. What may you ask is DesignerCon? Well, shit, I'm glad you asked. If you don't know, a shame on you because you haven't been listening because I talk about DesignerCon all the time, but you know, it's okay. It's okay. This is, you know, life is about learning new things and boy, you're going to learn about DesignerCon today. I'm going to tell you all about it. I got a fantastic show. Of course, before we get into it, I want to encourage you to like this episode and share with friends. If you're not uh, following us, please do. And of course, go to the website, notrealart.com and check out all the good, healthy stuff we got for you. And always call our hotline, 833-668-7325. Again, 833-668-7325 and tell us what's on your mind. All right. As I said, I'm raspy, I'm tired, I'm sore, (laughs) standing up in a booth uh, all day for three days, basically two and a half days, you know, say nothing of all the prep that goes into something like this. And then of course the, you know, setting up and working it and then tearing everything down and getting everyone home safe and sound. Of course, I want to thank our crew, Wendy Marabella, number one for leading the charge and getting everything set up. Our sidekick, Sean, who, you know, is, uh, is the muscle of the organization in many ways in terms of setting up the booth. But I want to thank our colleagues, our partners who were there with us in the booth. You've got, of course, the one and only man one, 
my colleague and partner, the amazing artist, uh, LAOG artist, Man One. We had Sugar Press Art, of course, uh, our dear friend Ann Martin from Sugar Press Art. She was exhibiting several of her artists in our booth. And, of course, the guys over at Graffiti, the city, Javi Lopez and Saints One doing their thing and they're part of the booth. So it was fantastic. But, you know, I want to tell you, man, I mean, DesignerCon was off the charts this year. You know, I think we're fully back after the COVID quarantine. You know, 2019 was off the hook. Of course, 2020 was canceled. 2021, it was reduced about half the size it normally is. In 2019, I think we had about 500 artists and about 30, 35,000 people. And I would say this year we were back. We had about we had 500 artists or so. I want to say there were at least 30, 35,000 people that came through. And if you haven't been to DesignerCon, you've got to come check it out. Next year, the dates are actually December next year, which is kind of unusual. Usually DesignerCon happens in November. But you got to go to DesignerCon and check it out December 15th through the 17th next year in Anaheim, Anaheim Convention Center, December 15th, 16th, and 17th. However, this year was, uh, you know, November 19th, 2021, something like that. Anyway, here we are. We're back. And, you know, it's always such a great event because the vibe is so positive. The creativity is off the charts. And it's good, clean fun for the whole family. I mean, there are, you know... Kids running around, the kids love it. And then, you know, we have grown kids, aka adults, who are running around, you know, buying art from their favorite artists, collecting um, exclusive drops from, you know, the big brands, the big toy brands, Kid Robot, you know, Medicon, I mean, on and on. And, you know, I got to tell you, I mean, we had some amazing artist signings. Shepard Ferry was there, Sket One, Noon Kano. Nino Palomba, Bobby Hundreds, Greg Mike, Shag, King Saladin, Aaron Kai. I mean, all these guys did signings for their bare bricks. And of course, Designer kind of had a bunch of exclusives with their new Friends of Vincent program. And I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, eBay did their thing with King Saladin. That was really kind of cool and interesting to see eBay there. That's a new one. Valfrey was there signing. I mean, you know, Sony Pictures, Sony Pictures Animation, you know, our boy Mark Bricky from Adventures in Design. Mark's been a dear friend, colleague, and strategic partner for years now, and he is still hosting the panels that we started there years ago, and so great to see him doing his thing there on the stage. On Friday, he did an opening keynote with Ben Goretzky, the founder. Ben's been on the podcast. You guys know Ben. And then, you know, that was Friday night, but then Saturday there were just panel after panel after panel. Mark talked to, you know, Sony Pictures Animation, talked to the president of Sony Pictures Animation, did numerous, you know, animation panels, talked to tons of artists. I think he talked to over 40 people with, you know, multiple, I think 11 panels over two days. So Mark worked his butt off. He did a fantastic job. And, you know, Network was there, the new shopping app. If you don't know Network, definitely download their app. They always have cool, uh, exclusive uh, merch and, and products for you to buy. And that's Network, N-T-W-R-K, N-T-W-R-K. Vivi was there, V-E-V-E, Premium Digital Collectible NFTs, an all-inclusive program application that makes uh, buying and collecting and storing NFTs a snap. So definitely check out Vivi. 
on and on. I mean, there were just so many amazing artists and art drops and the creativity is just off the chart. I always come back super stoked and happy to have been there and inspired and can't wait for next year already. I mean, it's so much work to do it and get there and get through it. But then you come on the other side and the hangover is real. We want to go back. We're looking forward to next year. But, you know, because you guys couldn't be there, you know, I, I prepared a special little episode for you. This episode is our kind of recap of Designer Con 2022. And I walked around the event and interviewed some participants that I think you're going to love to hear from and some world-class people as well talking to about, uh, I don't know, 20, 25 different folks for a couple minutes. And so you're going to love hearing from my interviews from DesignerCon 2020. That's what today's episode's all about. You know, as I say, we talked to the world's most creative people. Well, I got, I don't know, 25 people here who are some of the world's most creative people. You're going to hear from Dave Pressler the art director and lead animator for Rugrats. You're going to hear from Man One. You're going to hear from Saints One. You're going to hear from Ann Martin at Sugar Press Art. You're going to hear from the one and only artist, Free Humanity. Uh, I talked to Jason Edmondson, the one and only. We talked to Javi Lopez from Graffiti the City. We talked to Nino Bunny, a.k.a. Juan Munez. We talked to Nino Palumba. And we talked to Zuli from Zudu Dolls. Matan Chafee, Mary June, Alex Solis, Boss Dog, and Mark Bricky. All these interviews coming up today on the podcast, you're going to hear right from the floor, right from the heat of the action at DesignerCon. You can hear the action in the back as I talk to these guys, but it's going to take you there. You're going to get a feel for the wheel, get a sense of the vibe as I talk to these amazing artists and get a sense of what's happening in real time there on the front lines at DesignerCon. So without further ado, let's get into, into this episode our official recap of DesignerCon 2020. And without further ado, we'll hear from these amazing human beings, uh, the world's most creative people from DesignerCon. So let's get into this. Here we go. Dave Pressler, what do you think about DesignerCon this year? I think it's back. It feels to me like this is what I remember before from when I was vending in 18 and 19 before the pandemic. 21 was pretty good, but this feels back to normal. Yeah, it's, it feels bigger than ever. It probably is bigger than ever. I know that last year they scaled back, but they were back in 2021. But why are you here this year? What's going on? This year, I'm with Sugar Press. I got a couple of prints. And what I did was is working with these guys at Sugar Press was great because what we did was I found two paintings. Well, I found several that I wanted to find paintings that I really loved making that were from years ago that I put in a show and it sold instantly and it never really got seen. So I took two, Black Rabbit and then number seven, Ready for Business, I think it is, or Ready to Work. And these two paintings were doing them as prints. And they're beautiful prints. Uh, Black Rabbit was for a Greg Simpkins Black Rabbit Watership Down themed show. And I always loved the painting. And so now we got a, a nice size print and it's beautiful and it's uh, suitable for framing. Fantastic. Well, you know, you and I met. We were just talking about the fact that a couple of years ago you were you were selling in uh, your book, signing your book. How many books is that for you now? Uh, let's see. That I've actually been in. That I've actually yeah. That you've uh, written uh, yourself. Uh, let's see. Well, that one. If we're talking about the uh, Lancaster Art Show yeah. book, I think it's called Idea to Object. Right. That's one book. I've been in some other people's books. I've done. A, I've illustrated a couple kids' books for Scholastic, the big back to school with Bigfoot series. 
I don't know. Let's just say ten. Yeah. And but just ten. When when are we going to make it a dozen? Soon. I mean, I'm always. I, here's the thing. I'm always working on ideas. I always have sketches going. I always have writing going. It's a bit of a process, though. It's like it's like you spend a lot of time refining something, and then of course it's bringing it to the publishing world or self-publishing, making a decision on like which way you want to go with it. But I think I have a few more big ideas that I hope to get out before my time here on Earth is done. So yeah, yeah. So what's new and exciting in the animation space that you could talk about right now? Well, I'm still executive co-executive producer on Rugrats which means I basically am art director, production designer, and a bunch of other stuff. We're doing 26 more episodes. We're doing a second part of season two, and we're doing a first part of season three. And the great thing is, is we're doing more amazing. We're always trying to push like where we're going to go with them. Because basically, uh, if you're a Rugrats fan, you know they always had a lot of fantasy episodes. and fa- So what we get to do in the fantasies is the most fun, because we get to push... What are we doing as, uh, you know, if they go to space, if they go to ancient Egypt, if they do something like that, you know, where are we going to push it to? So that's amazing. I'm always pitching shows. I'm always out there trying to make new things happen. But again, getting new TV shows on the air. I mean, I had Robot Monster. That was fantastic. We did one season of that. But, you know, getting new shows on the air, it's a constantly competitive market and you kind of like got to be reinventing yourself and your ideas well you so you sort of where so many people dream to be you know rugrats a, a rocket ship so you know ride that as far as you can right oh yeah yeah i mean and the good thing is i'm back at nickelodeon i love being at nickelodeon they were the first company that i ever worked for because i mean basically they bought my show robot monster and so i always have a love for being there and ramsey naito who runs everything She's on high on Mount Olympus. She's wonderful. So I think the creative leadership there is fantastic. And so I, I'm excited to see, like, you know, where we can go. Because when you're in a studio somewhere working on another really important show, it's always good to kind of be like, well, what else can I do here? Like, what else can I do to kind of, like, keep myself in the studio and keep pushing that brand? Well, I know you're actually trying to sign prints, and I'm, like, taking up a lot of your time. But before we go, I want to ask you, why do you think people love DesignerCon? I think DesignerCon is, I mean, I mean, think about the people that are here. They're fellow artists, they're fans, they're collectors. And I think this used, I mean, if you remember, this used to be an aspect of San Diego Comic-Con that in the last 15 years really got pushed out. And so the fact that Ben and everybody decided that there was a vacuum for this. And you can tell because it has just gotten bigger every year. There's more and more art. And I think it's the other thing is that you get to interface with the artists. You get to talk to them. You get to actually meet people. And I also look forward to not only meeting fans and collectors, but like I get to see all my industry friends too that I don't get to see all year. So it's just everything mixed together. And it's fun for the whole family. I mean, I love seeing the kids. It's incredible. Yes. When I see people and they brought their kids and they talk about like going back to San Diego, like San Diego decon back in like, you know, the early 2000s or the late 90s or something like that. And they're like, well, now I got kids and, you know, I'm getting them into this. And who knows, maybe, uh, you know, 20 years from now, that kid's going to be bringing, you know, their kids. So that's right. Pay it forward. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's add more new fans. So. Yeah, absolutely. Dave Presso, thanks so much for talking to us on Not Real Art. Fantastic. Great to see you again. And we'll talk again soon. How you feeling, man? One? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. 
How are you feeling about DesignerCon 2022? It's open the floodgates. Everyone's here. Everyone wants to buy shit and uh, see shit and talk shit. So it's good. Because and that's good because you got dust shit here today. Yeah, but what do you what do you what do you, what is this in your booth here? This looks like a 1934 Model A to me. What say you? That's pretty much what it is with the Man One uh, flavor on it. So uh, yeah, it's my uh, first time painting a almost hundred year old car. So first time for everything. That's amazing. Yeah, so just uh, showing it off first time here at Decon. People are loving it. I'm making no money off of it. Because everyone's just taking photographs. Well, it's like a hundred grand or something, right? So you know, yeah. it's going to be a tough sell one way or another. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, I'm happy. Everyone really likes it and taking a lot of photos and having their kids stand on it. <laughs> so what? No, no, but what's the story though? So a car collector, uh, some dude, Daniel, uh, commissioned you on this. What's the story? So Daniel's uh, one of my collectors, art collectors. I like Daniel Edward Powell. Correct. Yes, the third. Yeah, so he, he's down uh, kind of San Diego area, and he's been collecting my work for a little bit. And he originally wanted me to paint, like, a brand-new car that he was going to buy, a Corvette or something. And he goes, but I also have this 1934 that's just kicking it at my house. And I'm like, that one, let's paint that one. Yeah, he took him a few months to pull the trigger, and then once he did, we went to town on it. I got I got Marky from Little Lolo Customs to um, do the body work on it, and... And do all that kind of stuff. And then I just painted it. All the lyrics. He's a, he's really into music. So all this, the car is full of lyrics from, well, mostly not actually titles. Song titles, I should say. Not lyrics. Song titles. So you see Dance to the Music. Uh, yeah, music. And then this is, the, wi- this is the wild side, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, this is the wild side. The other side is the, the funk side. Yeah, I'm calling it the car. Isn't she lovely? So this dude's into, you know, those that, kind of songs. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty... Uh, how long, how long did it take you? The actual project was probably about four or five months. The actual painting was about three days. <laughs> it's classic, right? It's the thinking and the planning. You know, man, one, I know you're trying to man your booth here. You've got people wanting to buy stuff, so I should I should let you go. But thanks for taking time and talking to us on Novel Art. DesignerCon 2022. Come through. In the house. Jason Edmondson, how are you feeling about uh, DesignerCon? I'm feeling pretty good, actually. I was thinking that this show is 20% better than last year, okay. which I'm pretty stoked about because uh, there's more vendors. They're, I think they're higher quality vendors. A lot of stuff I want to buy this year. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that from a consumer point of view. But the crowds have been good. So that's good for, for selling as, oh, oh, as well. Here, here comes trouble. Oh, oh, hey, 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 oh, hey. Well, hey, I'm Jason Edmondson. What's hey. up? I paint them two eyes at a time, charge twice as much. I don't know how to draw the noses, so I leave those on the cutting room floor. That was our good buddy, Mark Brinke, ladies and gentlemen. Jason, it's been a hell of a few years. How you been holding up? It's been, uh, you know, tough on a lot of artists. It has been. I noticed that the online sales, because of the FOMO or that, you know, there's not as many in-person shows to go to, that the online sales have, have kind of helped bridge that gap till you kind of can get back and do shows. But I've been doing shows again for maybe a year and a half now, and they're slowly getting back to, you know, the heyday. It's not quite at 2019 heights, but I mean, decent, you know, it's still profitable and it's still fun to do. So, I mean, I'm hoping that 
they get better each each year. What do you think? Well, I think it's been really uneven, and you know, it's hit artists differently. You know, but I think that's right. I think people on a certain level were at home looking at their walls for the first time in a while, going like, "Oh man, I need new art, or I need art," <laughs> and right, you know. Right. And so I think you know, for many artists, that was a good thing. Sure, they need some color in their life too. It's been a lot of staying at home, and and you know, now everybody's out again. It, it seems to be. For the most part, everything's wide open. There's not too many restrictions anymore. But, I mean, the economy's really kicking everybody's ass as far as spreading, you know, their free spending money uh, very thinly, you know. So it's, it's going to take a while to, like, get back to that peak. I don't know. What do you think was the high the high time? Like 2017 to 19 was kind of like height of, you know, people had a little bit more money to spend. Yeah, good. Yeah, good question. I mean, I do feel like 2019, and thinking about it in terms of designer con, just, you know, because we're here, right? Sure, you know, sure. I felt like designer con in 2019 was was firing on all cylinders. Yeah, it felt like yeah. there were, you know, a ton of people, a ton of artists, people were making money, people were spending money. Yeah. And it felt really, really good. Yeah, people were full of uh, excitement for new projects and a lot of new um, innovative ideas I found. And I'm starting to see that again, which is good. It's almost like people were in a funk for a little while. They were very cautious as far as new ideas, but also manufacturing was ha- taking a hit because things weren't coming out of China or, or paper. The prices or gas prices have gone up, so it was harder to get things made in general. So things are starting to turn around a little bit. I mean, obviously prices have gone up, but... Well, what, what changes or adjustments, if any, have you had to make to your quote-unquote supply chain to mitigate any disruptions for you moving forward? Yeah, for the most part, I've just had to start planning earlier. I've started to have to plan shows further back than I had before. I can't I can't get things printed last minute anymore. I get all my prints made in Oakland by uh, the artist Dave Korea. does all my printing for me. He does a lot of printing for other artists. So I have to give him my orders a little bit more in advance, or I have to kind of give him an idea of what I want to make so he orders enough paper ahead of time because of supply chain issues. I'm not doing a lot of 3D stuff, so I don't have to worry about you know, plastic and I say books. I'm, I'm getting into books, but that's, I know probably like... That's a, exciting. Yeah, well, just not on a grand scale, just I'm putting out my second kind of retrospective book, but it's going to be specifically on one on one topic. And, uh, and I also want to do a small kind of picture book. I, I don't want to reveal it just yet, but, you know, just uh, something fun. I can have a lower price point. I can have it at DesignerCon and other conventions that would be good for table, you know, like a point of purchase kind of thing. That one leans more heavily onto the process of my work and and my reference photos, that sort of thing. Yeah, 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 kind of behind the scenes. I mean, that's more for, you know, an interest for other artists, I find. But still, the average consumer might also find it like a curiosity. Well, and I think some of your biggest fans and collectors would love that too. Yeah, well, thank you. I hope so. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. but I like your attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jason, I want to be respectful of your time. We're here at DesignerCon. We're here to make money and sell. But before you go, what do you think people love about DesignerCon? I think it's the variety. I mean, for me personally, I'm just talking about from my personal take as a consumer, as a collector, because I'm a fan just like everybody else here. So I would say the variety, I love art prints and toys and pins and patches and, and apparel. Like I love it all. So, and also seeing maybe some artists do live paintings or talk to uh, artists specifically about how they make certain things. Is it just the curiosity? Like, how do you make a vinyl toy? How do you make a 3D print? And they'll, they sometimes even have demos or they have the products there that you can buy. So that's my favorite thing. It's just like the seeing behind the curtain, you know, how the, how the fudge is made, you know. (laughs) That's awesome. Jason Evanson, thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have a great show. Thank you so much. You too.
Javi Lopez, Graffiti the City here at Decon 2022. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, man? Just here, you know. Happy to be here, man. Another year, man. Thank God, you know, very blessed. So how are sales for Graffiti the City this year? Well, we're doing good, man. I mean, just very blessed. I mean, everything's going smooth, you know. I mean, I can't ask for anything better, bro. I mean, you know, we're doing good. I'm humbled to be here, like I said, and fuck. I mean, we're doing good, man. We're- so so were you dropping any new product this year at Decon? Yes, we did. We did some new splatter hats, which are acrylic and spray paint splattered by me, my, myself, and my daughter, Dina, Dina Lopez. A family business. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So she helped me splatter some of these hats and, you know, on the kitchen floor, man, you know, we put plastic all over the kitchen, like we're going to kill somebody and like, you know, we started killing hats. (laughs) I love that story. I love it. So uh, for people who are listening and they're not here at Decon, obviously, where can they find Graffiti the City online? You could find me at graffititheCity.com. Our products are also sold in Sacramento at Leave Your Mark. What is it? Leave Your Mark. And then also at Big Dicks in Gardena and also at Graffades in Culver City. But you can find us on IG, Graffiti the City, Facebook, Twitter, everything. Graffiti the City. Well, uh, Javi, have you noticed I'm rocking uh, your gear today? Look at that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Got the sweatshirt on. People actually have it tied around my waist right now because it's a little warm in here. But thank you because that was a gift. Javi gave me a Graffiti the City uh, sweatshirt, uh, and I love it. I wear it all the time. Thank you, man. I mean, thank you for having us here again, man. You know, you know, not real art. Crew West, we're here. Got Realmster right here. GT- GTC, baby. Yep, GTC. That's right. <laughs> Thank you very much, man, for everything, bro, man. You hey, know? thank you, brother. We're, we're, we're thrilled you're here and more to come. Yes, sir, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right, all right. Juan Yunez, a.k.a. Nino Bunny. How you doing, brother? I am actually doing amazing. <laughs> you know, everybody thinks I'm, I'm like doing terrible because of the busted leg, but I'm good. We're here at Decon, a.k.a. Designer Con 2022. How's it going for you so far? Honestly, like, because of my legs, I have I busted my Achilles heel. And I tell people it's a joke. I'm like, I had to get a break to get a break to heal my heel. So I am able to finally rest. But the one last thing I wanted to do was do decom because the book that I created, that's very important. There's no reason why I'm here. I took it to San Diego, but it was only the sample. And if I would have had a thousand copies, it would have sold in a day. We took it to New York Comic Con. We only took like 500 because that's all we could carry because the books are heavy. And they were gone, sold out. I made Daryl from Run DMC cry. I made Mike. Uh, you know, Fun Master Mike from Funko, like, what the hell, man? Every therapist, every counselor, everybody that reads this book is freaking out. And I read it here to kids last year, but I didn't illustrate it yet. So it's illustrated. It's done. It was, I wasn't going to get stopped to not come here. So I'm still going to be here. The book is finally here. And I get to paint while I'm listening to music. I get to see my friends that I haven't seen forever. It feels like it's a cult homecoming because even the last decon it felt like people were still kind of wary in a way this one if like everybody came back for the most part yeah that's been my feelings i love that word homecoming because i mean 2019 we were peaking and then all hell broke loose in 2020 2021 was like reduced i mean it was small it was great to see everybody but it was a much smaller show 2022 feels like we're back and like even now everybody's like you see like you were masked which is a good thing and it's like you know but there's people more coming out but everybody you still feel like wait can we really take off and then next, you know that next year is the one where it's like, bets are off, let's go. 
you know, and it, and it feels, you know, again, I've been into this, like this, as I tell people, my own hippie trip and three is a very lucky number from what I just recently found out. I don't know. I'm new to this stuff, but 2023, I just feel like we've all kind of been going we've had this dark cloud around us and it's finally lift, getting lifted. And it feels like this new year is going to feel like, so especially a lot of people that have been going through it, it's the new beginning for real. Because we always kind of feel like that on New Year's, you know? And this year, I guess, is going to be a little different because I'm like, we passed COVID. Right. 100%, 100%. Well, I tell you what, I know the issue with the foot notwithstanding, you look healthy, brother. You look good. Yeah, I'm physically and mentally healthier than I've ever been. I'm living my best life. And honestly, like, everything happens for a reason. I'm here. I shouldn't have been here, but I shouldn't have been here for many times, many other reasons for many decades. But, you know, I know that I'm here for a purpose, and I can't stop, won't stop, you know, like whole Rockefeller record thing. Hey, man, the world needs angels, and uh, we need you. You're an angel, brother. And I need to be the angel that tells everybody else that we're all freaking angels. You know, we all have it within us. And... I love doing this, and I took the phrase of this generation, Mr. Rogers, and people think that it's a uh, you know it's cute and it's funny. I'm like, really think about that title. That's not a fun title because he had to turn that cheek many times. And if you don't know, look at his documentaries. And they said many, in his own documentaries, we don't think that he was able to do it these days. It's too much, too heavy for him. It's true. I don't think he could. I don't know if I can, but I sure as hell going to fucking try because he wasn't a thug. I was raised a thug and a hustler and a grinder, and I fucking push. And honestly, through the art, through the toys, through the message that we have, I'm tired of being quiet. If it sells, it sells. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's right, brother. You got to put the goodness out into the world and let the gods sort it out. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it is. And that's one of the things I've so, always appreciated about you is your level of industriousness and productivity. I mean, you're always out there putting the goodness out in the world. Because at the end of the day, there's so much negativity. The bad has such a loud microphone. They have the bigger budget. And it's very hard to say good things and positive things because your voice is this tiny and it gets muffled around everybody else with all the negativity, even the cool negativity that has the cool music and the cool art. And I trust me, I come from the emo world. And I lived that world, and that was my blood. That's how I got my angst out. But I'm tired of being negative and yelling. And it takes a lot more strength to be this vulnerable and positive than hiding behind all day long. Yeah, it's the humanity, right? Like, like, why are we afraid of our humanity? I mean, humanity on a certain level is about showing your vulnerability and your empathy and your compassion for other people. Yet at the same time, we seem to be celebrating more an ego-driven machoism that is about driven by anger and, and power, and, and that ultimately is toxic for our culture and our society, no? I mean, honestly, I could give you the short answer or long answer. <laughs> short answer, please. <laughs> it's very simple. It's basic. It's written everywhere. Every song tells you. Every story tells it. Mr. Rogers said it best. The Beatles had a great song about it. Love. Having it or, ha or the lack of it, it's going to be people could be like, it's simplified. It's oversimplified. I'm like, is it? Because if you truly 
had love for your brother, for yourself, for your sister, for the rest of the world, you wouldn't want them to be hungry. You wouldn't want them to get screwed over by politicians. You wouldn't want them to be homeless. Love for yourself first, because how can you even love somebody else if you don't truly love yourself? So what are we lacking? Love, self-love. Amen, brother. Well said, well said. Well, I tell you what, everybody listening here is, you know, obviously maybe not at DECON. You know, maybe they missed it this year. So in the meantime, between this year and next, where can they find your, your work? Where can they find you online, brother? So my company's name is Nino Bunny World, N-I-N-O-B-U-N-I World. You could find that on Instagram. You could go to the website. Right now, everything's changing. Everything's revamping. I'm writing so much stuff. I'm changing everything. I'm, I'm changing the game. You know, like, I love Kanye's line. It was like, 50 told me to uh, switch your style up and let, they hate, let them hate and watch them on Paolo. You know, so it's like, I'm going to, it's time for me to switch up what I'm going to do. I'm still in this world. I'm still going to be in this world because, but I'm coming at it different. So pay attention to Instagram. So at Nino Bunny on Instagram, that's, if you want a front seat to the show, watch that because I'm going ham. All right, people, you heard it here from Decon 2020. Thanks, Nino. 2022. 2022. <laughs> 2022. <laughs> it's a time machine. It's a time warp. Hey, brother, listen, I'm going to get your book right now. Are you going to sign it for me? Yeah, definitely. All right, brother. Thanks for checking in. Oh, definitely. Thank you for stopping by. And, and like I said, pay attention because if you weren't looking before, you better look now. You heard it here, people. Nina Palumbo, how's Decon 2022 going for you? It's been really fun. It's fun meeting everybody. That's the whole point, I think. <laughs> now, how many decons is this for you? This is my third one. So, but the last year was like my big one, I suppose, because I did one in uh, 2018, and that was like when I first sold merch for the first time. And so this year, and of course last year, big push for me. So it's been awesome. Well, I ain't gonna lie. I learned about you through our mutual friend Julie B. Pretty in plastic. Shout out Julie. Oh, yeah. yeah, you you've done some great work work with her over the years, specifically for this decon. Talk us through, tell us about some of the products that you've uh, worked with uh, Julie at Pretty in Plastic to fabricate for you this year. Yeah, it's been really cool working with Pretty in Plastic. This year we are releasing this little hub charm necklace, which has been a really fun process to make, um, making this like really cute little hub swinging on a chain. So it's been like a fun collaboration, but also like a very hands-on process, which as an artist, it's been ice for it to, like, actually be in, like, our hands, you know? So, like, all the box were, like, I came in the studio and, like, folded them all. And I was working with, like, Tracy. And she was, like, scoring everything. And it was, like, such a production. But, it, like, very fun, you know? And then also worked on these, like, cool faux-finished uh, hub sculptures, which are, like, pretty big. And, and they, like, really transformed those from, like, resin into actually something really special. Not that resin isn't cool, but <laughs> it looks way cooler to see the Yeah, picture. they're awesome. Yeah. Uh, so it's been really fun and like it's definitely like the beginning of a collaboration which feels really good to like finally find like the right team you know excellent i want to be respectful of your time i know you're here in your booth you have lots of fans and, and people coming through but i have a confession i bought your gold necklace for my daughter for yeah. christmas oh my god okay cool that's amazing <laughs> thank you so much for the support i love that fantastic. So. well thank you for the time Nina. Thank you. take care cheers nice to meet you. great to meet thank you, you. bye-bye so Zuli, yes, it's so good to meet you here at Designer Con 2022. How are things? Pretty good. Things could be better, but there always could be worse too. <laughs> it's all about attitude, right? Exactly, exactly. It's about the only thing we can control is our right. attitude. Absolutely. 
So you are, are you a first-time deconner, or how many times have you exhibited at decon? This is actually our first time here at decon. Ah, virgins. Yes. So we came all the way from Arizona. That's quite a schlep. Yes. But we actually found out that someone's here from Long Island, so they've made the furthest schlep than anybody here. They get the medal. Yes. Except for maybe the folks from Japan, but that's a whole other thing. They got actual real money. Yeah, that, that's another story. So tell us about your art. You're here. I know sales. I've talked to a lot of artists who are here, and they're saying, you know, sales are, are down this year. You know, the economy's tough. Things are tough. Everyone's suffering. But how are things for you? Talk about your art. Talk about what you're selling and educate us. Sure. So we make Zoodoo dolls. They're a little zombie and a little voodoo, but all love. <laughs> and uh, we've been making them since 2018. We've made about 6,000 dolls now. And yes, yes. So basically, we make different character dolls. We have our own that we make, like glow in the dark mermaids. You know, we make things like Santa Muerte or Virgen de Guadalupe, La Llorona. And then, you know, aliens with alien t-shirts, things like that. So, you know, we're here to have fun. We're here to show people our beautiful art and hopefully they can connect with it, you know. All handmade with love, right? All of them handmade with love. So people think they're voodoo dolls, but they're not. They're zoodoo dolls. Zoodoo, well, that's the zombie voodoo connection, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, can't we all just get along, The you know, the various pagans and the zombies? And, and the Yes, and the voodoos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I once had the opportunity to be blessed by voodoo priestess in Haiti. And, you know, so this is less spooky. Uh, oh, good. But we like to say that we're creepy cute. Some people think creepy cute. I love that. Some people think they're a little too creepy, and some people think they're just so cute. But they're a little bit of both. I, I seem to me they're just the right, right amount of creepy. Yes, exactly. right amount of cute, right amount of creepy. Yes, creepy cute. <laughs> <laughs> creepy cute. Well, for people who are listening who aren't here at Designer Con and they want to learn more about these lovely creepy cute artworks that you make by hand with love. Where can they find you online? Well, they can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, TikTok uh, under Zoodoo Dolls, just like Voodoo, but with a Z. Zoodoo, Z-O-O-D-O-O. Yes. I love that. I love that. I feel like you have like the potential of like, I don't know, children's books and you know maybe an animated series. Yes, we've actually thought that far. Having an animated series, you know, with our characters would make great. And even, you know, comic books. So, because my partner's into comics, and, right. you know, he comes from a world of comics. So we've talked about that too. I, and I mean, you've got the, it's the perfect name, Zudu. I mean, like all the things are lining up for you. That's what we feel. We feel we've got something that's different, something that uh, no one has seen. We get a lot of great reactions. Our biggest fan is actually a guy who has about a hundred. And he also has tattoos of our dolls and our name on his body. Whoa, you and Walt Disney. Yes. <laughs> that's great company to keep. Absolutely. Yeah, when people are putting your art on their bodies, that's the ultimate compliment. Absolutely. I mean, it, it really is a compliment, and we're blown away by that. So we just hope that people really connect with that, and he really seemed to connect. So that's, that's, that's a beautiful, that's a great story. Like, you're like a very fortunate artist. I think there's a lot of artists here that aspire to have that level of fandom, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I aspire to have that level of fandom as myself, so <laughs> I'm excited that that's happened, so. That's fantastic. Well, I am so grateful you took time. I know you're trying to make money here, and here I am distracting you, but this is wonderful. No, that's okay. I appreciate you coming by and letting us talk about our art. Thanks, Lily. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thank you for having us.
Matan Chafee. So you're here at DesignerCon 2022. How's it going? Really good so far. I'm having a great time. It's my uh, first time here as a vendor, and it's been really great. So Matan, so you are in from San Diego, right? Correct. So how long have you been a practicing artist? Well, I've been drawing since I was about three years old. <laughs> but uh, in terms of uh, selling my artwork professionally, I started about four months before COVID hit. So Perfect timing, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, luckily, COVID gave me an opportunity to uh, kind of sit back and uh, create. So that was actually a blessing in disguise. Right, right. You made lemonade out of the lemons, right? Exactly. With lots of sugar. <laughs> and vodka, maybe. Yeah, perhaps a little. <laughs> You'll never tell. But, well, that's great. So the show's going well for you. Tell us about your art. So... A lot of what I do is uh, pen and ink and colored pencil illustration. My uh, size is limited to 11 by 14 because if I do it any bigger, it'll take years and years just for a single piece. So very detailed, ornate, rich, beautiful illustration. Yeah. I try to incorporate usually pen and ink as well as colored pencil in the same drawing. And I typically incorporate a stippling because I've discovered that's a a method that allows me uh, to be very expressive and detailed at the same time. So, so you are a f- you're fairly new to being, uh, I guess, selling your work, becoming a professional artist. Is it full time now for you? Unfortunately, not uh, full time. I'm an architect. But the dream is to perhaps one day be a full-time artist. Oh, so, well, look, I mean, clearly you're a full-time creative. You've got the left and the right sides of the brain firing on all cylinders. What kind of architecture do you uh, design? So right now I'm doing a single-family residential. And that's uh, what I've been doing for most of my career. Actually, well, that, is that, is that, that's, it feels like there's a, that's an exciting area when we think about sustainability and building homes that, you know, are environmentally friendly. Are you able to sort of explore, you know, some of the innovation around materials and design in that regard? Absolutely. And uh, every year being in California, they're always introducing new uh, codes and rules to kind of force you to be more energy efficient. So we uh, try to work with it more than against it and uh, just really just make building more, not only just more affordable, but sustainable as well. Yeah, don't get me started about the California code because I mean, yeah, this, this feels so hypocritical because based on the McMansions they're building around my house, I'm like, you know what? Who, how is that sustainable? Right. Oh yeah, you know everyone's a critic, but you look at those <laughs> things and you got to wonder who who approved that. But uh, you know, like art, architecture can also be good or bad. It can be uh, just a matter of opinion. So you hope to leave architecture behind and and do your uh, art full time, eh? In a sense, I do really enjoy architecture, but art is where my true passion lies. Right, right, right. So for the, for those unfortunate people listening who aren't here today at DesignerCon, where can they find your work online? So my website is www.matanchafee.com, and I'm also on Instagram uh, with the same name. So it's M-A-T-A-N-C-H-A-F-F-E-E. All right, people, check them out. Mary June, this is DesignerCon 2022. What do you think? It's amazing. It's always been amazing, though. So I love it. So how many decons is this for you? This is the third, but this is the first time I'm doing it solo. So it's a pleasure. (laughs) All right. So you're flying solo this time. Who uh, did you exhibit with historically? I used to exhibit with Churro Face and TJ Santana. But last year, I kind of felt like announcing to them, like, okay, I'm going to try to go alone this year. But yeah, so today's the, or this year, this weekend is the first weekend. It's like you're coming out year. Yes, it's the coming out year. (laughs) Well, I love it. And by the way, your work is amazing. It has such a, it's such a coherent 
vibe. I just love it because it just, there's a richness and a warmth and an organic mystery to it. I just uh, it resonates with me just so much. Me too. <laughs> I know. Literally, when everyone everyone's like, "Oh, I love it," I'm like, "Yeah, me too. I like you too." <laughs> so, so what's your background? Where are you from? Where did you learn to practice art? Yeah, so I, well, first, I actually came here from the Philippines when I was, like, about six and seven, mm -hmm. but me not being able to speak English properly or, like, in, in the way that I would like to kind of... That makes two of us, by the way. Yeah. Oh, really? Where are you from? <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, I went to, I'm an American. I don't speak English well at all. Oh, anyway, yeah. But yeah, so... um like I just wanted to connect with people, so it's, instead of talking, I just drew more. So I started out like that, and I just was always obsessed with drawing. So from there, I just continued it, and then I started obsessing about these girls when I was 15 years old. And then, long story short, they started off more with realistic features, but as I got older and experienced life, I sort of broke them apart to to be able to utilize them to understand life a little bit more in a sort of unrealistic sense to sort of save me from how hard life was. So, yeah. So now it becomes a very vulnerable piece of work where they feel more real that as uh, more now than if I were to draw them with eyes or hair or, right, or right. real skin. Yeah. Oh, I love it. You know, and one of the things that I love, uh, I, I'm just not realizing, your color palette is just really sophisticated i love it thank you so much yeah so that actually started because i always only had primary colors growing up mm -hmm. uh that was mostly what i could afford mm -hmm. and then understanding that every color in abundance was made out of those three mm -hmm. i was like okay let me just play with all of those and i realized that if you always have all three of those colors in every type of color that you make even if it's a yellow i would always add a little bit of the red or the blue just to bring it back down to earth it it tends to be a little bit more cohesive and a little bit more it flows better it's more natural yeah natural it, right, it, right it's almost like like when you paint black you, you almost need to add all the primary colors to black so that it soaks in all of those natural colors right yeah. right right well and you do such an amazing job with your merchandising. I mean, what I love about what you offer is you have so many different things at different price points and, uh, you know, such an array of items that you put your art on. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do that because like, I mean, I mean, me personally growing up, I didn't buy art growing up. Also, there's a lot of us expensive art. So I wanted to make sure that I utilize that same importance in things that are $5 or things that are $3 all the way to things that are uh, $300 or $1,000. And when things are priced lower, let's say bookmarks or postcards, I still do them in a limited run mm -hmm. so that every person that is able to afford art, whether you're a teenager or a kid, or you're just using allowance money, it still feels really special. Right, so right. there's still that conveying of that really private relationship, that, or a really open and private relationship, a little bit of both when you sell something to someone. So. I love that. That's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Well, listen, for people who are listening to this, who didn't have the privilege and opportunity to be here with us at Decon, and they're listening to this, where can they find your art? Where can they learn more about you, Mary? Yeah, so I'm actually based off of San Diego. And if you're not in San Diego, you can check me out on maryjune.com. And also, you can Google my name, also Mary June. And if you are in San Diego, I'm located in the art hub called Barrio Logan, oh, cool. uh, a super cultural place. And a lot of artists are uh, residing there. Cool. But yeah. <laughs> and that's June spelled J-H-U-N. Yes. So Mary, classic spelling, M-A-R-Y, and then J-H-U-N.com. And in full disclosure here, Mary, I am now an official collector. Well, let me let me yes. rephrase that. Well, let me rephrase that. I am now official buyer 
I'm actually going to gift your art to a dear friend for Christmas. Oh so, my God, um, thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it spoke to me, and I know she's going to love it. So Yay. thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Alex Solis. So here, man, we're here at DesignerCon 2022. How's it going? Man, it's going great. I love the vibes. All their artists, you're supporting each other. It's it's amazing. I'm motivated to go back home and create again. So, so how many decons is this for you? I lost count, but I would say around seven. Seven, seven. But I mean, is this one sort of new? Like, obviously, you've got the collaboration with Infinity Objects or Infinite Objects. Excuse me. Like, that's a fairly new thing, right? Yes, and, and I feel like if you come here seven times and every year you're not innovating and it's different, then you might be doing it wrong. Like, for me, every year that I've been here is totally different. It's like 360. Here I'm trying to push uh, something innovative, something that we're doing different where we're linking physicals to the blockchain. But, yeah, it's been different but always amazing. I love the vibes here. I love the creators, the supporters, the collectors. It's it's always great. The vibe, the energy is great, right? It's good, clean fun for the whole family too. Definitely. And, I, and me as a father of three, I, I love that and I want to be a part of that. So Yeah, yeah. No, man, it's a beautiful thing. So so tell me a little bit about your journey, you know, from the physical art world into the digital art world. Obviously, for, and I'm a neophyte when it comes to the whole, like, NFT world and that kind of thing. So... But I understand you're one of the like trailblazers. I mean, you know, you were uh, doing stuff with Nifty Gateway, and then then Infinite Objects found you. Now you're doing. So talk about your journey. I since I mean, since I started in the very beginning, I initially started as like digital art wasn't going to stand alone completely. Uh, which I mean, not completely because there is artists out there doing it fully digital. But for me, I really wanted to not just leave my physical traditional work behind i see it more as a tool to expand and connect with our collectors now where my goal is to now eliminate a lot of the middlemen and just be connected directly to our collectors our supporters build a community that now it's not just about me making money or pushing my art it's about our community growing together and hopefully connecting us through the blockchain which is an amazing new technology that i feel like we're ignoring a lot of the physical stuff right now but I see that's where the space is going, and definitely uh, my goal is to continue to do so. And So for a newbie like me, you know, because there's a lot of people out there like me that are, like, super curious, super interested, but maybe a little scared, you know, maybe a little uncertain, whatever. Like, what advice would you give to kind of more of a traditional art collector out there that's, like, looking to go into the whole digital NFT space? I would say what I'm doing personally, I, I would only collect of artists I really know that I love that. Uh, I'm not doing it for the money. A lot of collectors jump into NFTs because they see money potential. And of course, it's, it is an investment. It's about money. But you should be jumping into something that you truly support and collect. Then you don't feel bad if it goes down or up. It's all about supporting artists you actually love to collect. And it's almost the same thing. It really just blends together and it's a different space. But hop into projects that you know, hop into artists that you already support and that's what I'm doing. That's what I advise others to do. Right, right, Don't right. jump into your something because you see a potential of making money because you will most likely not make money. <laughs> well, well, and that's the thing, right? Like, because I always tell people, you know, if by art you love, like, at the end of the day, like, you just got to love it, you know, because I mean, the money may or may not come and you're going to see it every day and you want to feel good about seeing mm -hmm. it every day. And so buy art you love, right? Yeah, for sure. And uh, again, for me, the blockchain wasn't just about selling digital work. It's about being able to connect directly with the people that support me and hopefully add value to the 
the pieces and art that they collect from me. And it's all about, if for us as artists, without the collectors, without the community, we don't exist. So definitely the goal and the I've been blessed by being able to use this and being able to connect and a lot of my supporters actually make money now or have a bigger value and an easier way to connect with selling their stuff if they ever need to. Uh, yeah, again, growing with collectors and people that support your work is, is key. It, it's, it's like build, you're building a network, whereas before it was a very sort of like binary or sort of like one-on-one kind of thing. It's like you make the art, you sell the art, you move on. But now it feels like you're able to build use the word community, but like it's a network too, right? Like it's definitely a network and it's not just uh, collectors there. It's a, a lot of people that support my work from before. And it, yeah, it's definitely about building and growing together where I feel like alone, I could only get so far with a group of collectors and community could get so much further. And it's just, it's a blessing for me as an artist to be able to do that. So I got to tell you, so, you know, I got, I bought earlier, right? Two of your pieces. I got the Thank infinite you. objects <laughs> piece. And then I got the, what are we calling this one with the guy on the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> so those are called Gen C, which is the new generation that's not bound by an age, but it really is bound by, as a consumer, we can all connect to being on the phone online 24 right. seven. We're connected by technology. And yes. that's, that's the idea I'm pushing with those. But, but again, we're pushing, we're physical first then the blockchain later. I want to eliminate the NFT, the all those crazy words that popped out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Because really, at the end of the day, everyone's already using this type of tech. With Whether you go to a grocery store and scan your credit card, you're using NFC chips. Right. But you don't need to know the terminology. But right. So now with my physicals, you just got to scan it and you own it. We right. want to keep it simple. We want to make it fun and add value to people's so. own. Well, I got to tell you. So I took the two pieces that I bought. I took it back to my booth. And you and flipped them. No, ah. come on, man. <laughs> no, hell no. You know why? Because I love them, by the way, and I'll keep them forever. But and I mean that. They were such a huge hit in my booth. Everybody oh. in my booth are like, this is the dopest Thank shit. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Well, see, that's how Star Stuff uh, starts. Um, maybe in the future we could collaborate oh, and do something together. Yeah. It's, it's about building with others. And, and that's right. why I feel like what this space is about. So. so, Alex, we're about to wrap up here at uh, DesignerCon 2022. You know, we're about, you know, a few minutes away from the final hour here. So what's next for you, brother? Like, what we, we got the holidays staring at us are you going to be in our basel like what, what's next for you in terms of you know your career uh definitely we got our basel in two weeks uh that one's a completely different setting i'm gonna be doing live canvases so we push a little more fine art again i spread out and do a lot of different tools whether it's 3d printing whatever but uh always i'm gonna keep pushing our uh, project right now our genesis project is called gen c nfts uh we want to continue to build with everyone together so so anything to avoid the winter in the midwest right uh, anything i just want to stay inside and keep busy so <laughs> so real quick where can people find you online on social you can go directly to oddworks.com that's o-d-d-w-o-r-x and you'll see all my projects there if you want to just see my art directly or whatever we're working on it's always there alex i'm honored to be one of your collectors brother thanks Dude, so much thank you so much thank you for Boss Dog, we're here at DesignerCon 2022, man. How's it going for you? Uh, good. I'm really tired. I bet. I bet. That, that, I hope that means you're making a lot of money. Yeah, it's good. We always do really well at DesignerCon. Really so, so this is uh, how many decons for you? This is our fourth one. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I have to admit, uh, fourth one for you, but it's the first time I've learned about, you know, I've seen your work here. I bought like three items. I love it. So I mean, where do you get your sense of humor? I don't know, man. I mean, it's actually, they're all supposed to be really serious. So, no, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, this stuff that is entertaining, I think that part of a positive 
life is just to laugh at life. So yeah, yeah. So where are you based out of? Palm Springs. Palm Springs. And you've been and you've been making art since you were born. Pretty much, yeah. Right just on. came out of the womb, just drawing. <laughs> so right on. So for those people that aren't here with us today and they're hearing this, where can they find your work, man? Boss Dog is my Instagram. It's B O S S S D O G three S's and bossdogart.com, and then we're also in Zoomies. Right on. So if there's a word that that sort of describes your ethos and your philosophy, what is it? I would say death, because I feature a lot of reapers. I think about death a lot, and I hope I don't die soon. How old were you when you saw your first dead body? Wow. I think I was 11. Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was six. I got you beat. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It was my grandfather. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it wasn't anything weird. I was at his funeral, but it right, was, right, it was right. definitely. No, but, it, you know, it's an interesting point, right? Because a lot of people, you know, maybe don't have that experience, like facing death, you know, at a young age and, and that idea of oh, one's mortality. Like, I feel like my joy to vive sort of comes from having seen that, you know what I mean, on a certain level. Now, I guess I could have, I could, I could have gone the other way, maybe been depressed and what have you, but I guess it resonated. It was like, oh shit, man! I only get one shot at this, man. We got, we got to make yeah. it. We got to have some fun. I agree. I mean, I, I really feel incredibly nervous about the fact that we don't really have a lot of time, and so I constantly feel stressed out, like we're we're wasting time. It's just we need to enjoy this because it's not going to be here for very long. I don't know why I think that way, but I do. No, it's true. Though it's true because I think a lot of times we're worried about the wrong things, brother. Yeah. And I tell you what, I love about your work is that it takes a serious subject, adds a sense of humor, makes us think, makes us happy. I know it made me smile. Thank you for all your work brother absolutely you got man thank right. you mark Pricky, adventures in design designer con 2020 coming to an end how you feeling scott power of not real art i'm feeling like i've talked to a lot of people had a lot of great conversations we're in a transformative year the digital space is growing people are excited about it the physical guys don't want to get pushed out of the way digital is the space to be digital digital the half step half physical product half digital product I feel like that's a really strong place to be in. And uh, I'm just thankful for a great weekend of awesome conversations. Man, I'm grateful that you're going to like talk to me for a few more minutes because you must be exhausted. How many panels did you do? Five today, four yesterday, two on Friday. So monkey math tells me that's 11. That's 11. And about 40-something individuals. Right. That's a lot of stories. To remember. Including like presidents of like Sony Entertainment. Who were some of your guests? Yeah, well, from the entertainment industry, I talked to the the president of Sony Pictures Animation. She was a fantastic interview today from the world of design. I talked to Jeff Staple, who was someone who really dominated the like 2005 to 2019 world of graphic design and, and illustration to be a graphic designer. So to talk to Jeff today about where he sees Web3 going, you know, he had such a good read on the last 10 years. I wanted to know where does a guy like that see the next two years going? And really, you know, as far as the 20s go, the first two years were a scratch. So we're really just getting this decade started. And I think today, seeing everybody come out and seeing everybody's full face and seeing people feel comfortable to be around each other. Like last year was a little sketchy. People were coming out of the turtle shell. This time's full turtle power. So what's next for Mark Bricky? I mean, you know, we got the holidays, but you got so much going on. I'm so grateful that you're part of our little orbit. And I'm so thrilled for everything that's going so good for you. So what's next for you, brother? Well, 2022, I really focused and doubled down on my YouTube, which sort of focused a lot around Disneyland. I'm kind of expanded a little bit more to where I'm the through line. That was something that you taught me when we worked together on the podcast. So I really put my head down. I wanted to get a, a solid grip of the YouTube space because I really feel like it's the most empowering platform that exists. 
So now that I feel like I've got, I haven't mastered it, but I feel like I've got a good hold there. It's kind of time to backtrack, put a little bit of more love into things that I let get a little bit loose over the last year. This weekend, interviewing so many people and getting so many compliments about my skills as an interviewer and as a public speaker, it kind of made me think like, maybe after going a little soft this year, I'm ready to get back into the game a little bit more hardcore and sort of merge some of the different worlds I'm from. But I don't know, man. Every trip around the sun's a fucking gift, right? And so I'm just excited that it looks like I'm going to make it to another year. <laughs> yeah. And like, what do you got? Like 100,000 episodes now? How many episodes of the podcast? Uh, I think last Wednesday was 1,605. <laughs> and, you know, some of those could go two and a half, three hours. But, you know, it's just been one long conversation between me and the audience. And the, the person sitting next to me has been the variable. But the conversation I've had with the artist is amazing. I met this amazing young woman today who was like nervous to show me her phone. She's like, I did some artwork. And normally when people are like, I'm going to show you something I did, you're like, oh God, help me. (laughs) And her art was fucking awesome. She was so good. And I told her, I'm like, there's no reason why you don't have a booth here next year. And I kind of gave her like, I would do X, Y, and Z, but you're good enough to do it. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not, you know? And so it's that connection of, you know, she's like, I've been listening to you since I was 18. And first I had to apologize because I say a lot of gross shit. She's like, yes, you do. She didn't let me off the hook. But I also said, you know, because I do say so much gross stuff, because I am so brutally honest, trust my advice now, you're really good. Don't think that you don't belong in this room with all these other cats because you're better than a handful of them, you know? Not that this is a competition, but she had really solid talent. So knowing that people like her that I've never met before are my friend and they exist there and we can instantly have that bond. That's a real reward of 1,600 conversations. Absolutely. Helping people turn their daydream into a day job, brother. Love that. Who uses that tagline? That sounds great. Mark Bricky, you're the best. Thanks for stopping in. Scott, I want to tell you that, you know, when I talked to the president of Sony Pictures Animation, I asked Christine, I said, I'm not, I'm not, this isn't a gotcha question, but I said, can you draw? And she said, no. I said, that's a great answer because you're insanely successful in the world of animation and you can't draw a stick, man. Scott, you're not an artist yourself. But what you do for other artists and how you help facilitate them, there's an art form to that. And we can't all be at the the canvas, right? The art community works when so many other people get involved. So on behalf of everybody who you sit across from, tell them how great they are. Let me tell you that you're great at what you're doing because it's not easy and you keep beating the drum and you keep spreading the word of not the big artists that everybody knows. You're out there finding tomorrow's next batch of names and, and you're giving people awareness that don't have it. I respect that a lot. That means a lot coming from you, Mark. Thanks so much, brother. In strong. <laughs> Drop the mic. Saints, welcome to Designer Cod, man. What do you think? Man, I love it. Every year, man, it gets better and better. And we, we did this before. We're doing it again. Yep. We are nonstop. Don't stop till the party, uh, the panties drop, they say. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. So what do you got planned for us uh, this year here at uh, uh, Graffiti the City? Yeah, I'm right here with Graffiti the City, and I'll be painting live. Doing some characters. I got a brand new sticker pack coming out. Some canvas prints and a, an actual am, uh, enamel pen that's uh, only limited to 50. So if you come down, see me paint live, check out the vibe, and listen to the boombox rock. I love it. I love it. Well, okay. So here's the truth, though. By the time that people hear this, Designer Con will be will be over. So where can people find you online? Can they buy your stickers and your pens? on your website oh sure for sure uh the website is onesaints.com o-n-e-s-a-i-n-t-s.com 
and uh, have the whole shop. I have a whole bunch of merch on there, and you could always reach out to me on Instagram at One Saints. And yeah, funky fresh in the flesh. I love it. I love it. Now you, you and I talked the other day. And you've been on fire since last year, man. You've been doing some really crazy stuff. What, what can you tell us? Oh man, I got a children's book coming out. I got a sculpture coming out. I have an album coming uh, that I'm doing for Infamous Mob, uh, Mob Deep, and I'm also, you know, just going to different uh, events, uh, mural events to go paint. So I'll be up and around doing a lot of stuff. And uh, you're going to be getting those frequent flyer miles. I mean, that you know, yeah, you're yeah. on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Saints, man, it's great to see you, brother. Thanks for stopping in. Thank you, man. Thank you, brother. And Martin Sugar Press here at DesignerCon. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm better now, Ann. So what do you think about DesignerCon this year? It's pretty amazing. The crowd is back, and we're having a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a good crowd. It really feels like people are coming out. Yes, it is. Excellent, excellent. So you've got some signings planned. So we talked to Dave Pressler earlier. Who else is coming up? Well, next is Man One. Who's that? Oh, He's the guy next door. <laughs> so we got we got the one and only man one, our dear friend. And then uh, anybody after that? That is it for today. For today. Okay. So, but I mean, you represent so many artists, uh, over a hundred. I mean, who are some of the artists today that you're super excited about? That I know you love them all. Who should we know about today? What's popping today in terms of artists that you're working with closely? Well, I'm super excited that I finally came up with the Sugar Press Argo toy show. Yeah, it's about time, right? Yes. <laughs> so in that show, we have Sess from New York, Jim Taz Evans, Tanner Goldbeck, Nikita, Brian J. Hoffman, and then we also had Dave in that show as well. So that is a lot of fun. We're having a good time with the toy. You never sleep, do you, Ann? No, I do not. <laughs> and then we're also super excited to have, we only have three left, but we have Camille Rose Garcia. We have three still available from the Dark Arts show. Okay, hear that, people? Only three available of Camille, Camille Rose Garcia. And if they don't sell out here at DesignerCon, you can buy them online at? SugarPressArt.com. You heard it here. Thanks, Ann. Thanks, Scott. Free humanity, man. Here at DesignerCon, what do you think? Uh, I love it. I literally left freezing-ass New York just to come here. Smart man. I was there for like four months, nonstop commissions. Oh, man, congratulations. Life's good. Life's dreamy. Well, yeah, I mean, your message is just so positive, man. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, like you should be traveling the world with it. You know, one thing I've learned about art, it's more about who you know than what you do, unfortunately. That's a harsh truth, right? But I just keep trying to do beautiful things and enjoy life, man. And so far, so good. So how long do we have you here in in uh, Southern California? I'm here for like four more months, and I'm bi-coastal. I'm like living part-time in New York now, man. Oh, like that's six, great. eight months out of the year. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm just, life is too good out there, and I'm making an amazing living. You get the yin and the yang, because, I mean, you got New York and L.A. Like, you, you know, that's like uh, the best of both worlds. That's all I've ever wanted to do, man. East Coast family and then uh, winters in California. Oh, man, I love it. I love Life's it. good. Well, I know you want to go have fun not talk to me. Thanks for popping in just for a minute, brother. Great to see you. Great to see you too, brother. Much love. Jose, designer count. What's up, brother? Not much, man. Just here enjoying it. What do you think? You got uh, you got um, a lot of amazing artists and art here. Like, what, what are you digging? Oh, I like a little bit of everything, but I really like the vinyl. All the vinyl, okay. all the figures. Mm-hmm. I just bought an original piece. Okay. From Steve Haddocks. Okay. My third my third original piece. Awesome, awesome stuff. 
So you're here as a collector. I mean, obviously you're here to support your boy Man One because you guys go back being family and all. Yep. But uh, but you're a collector as well. Collector as well. Yeah. Love it. And my first time here at DesignerCon is actually never been here before. It's quite something, isn't it? Yes, it's it's awesome. Well, the the vibe. What do you like? I mean, like what struck you or what strikes you about it? Like, why do you think besides the the killer art, like what jumps out of you that you think is really special? Well, I mean. It, I mean, everything jumps out. It's it's like a, you have a variety of a little bit of everything. Whatever suits your fancy, they have it here. There's it's like there's something for you know everyone. Whatever you're looking for, they have it here. You know, I walk the whole, I walk both sides of the floor. It's awesome. Like they have a little bit of everything. Like whatever you want, they, they pretty much have it here. So hey, man, you know it's been a while since you and I've seen each other because we go back a little bit. And while I have you, I want to just thank you because like back in the day. You were with us in Vegas. We had this like killer, killer gig that we were doing for Semantics, and we couldn't. We had this issue with the logo, and and our boy man one couldn't like paint the logo because he didn't have the proper tools and materials. And, and you hooked us up, man. Like, how did you do that? Take, take us back. Oh, uh, yeah, he's looking for a logo for the Semantics, and I was just there, you know, enjoying the, you know, mini vacation, and you know, man one's my boy and everything. You know, he's my cousin, but he's not a very good organizer. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but you know, he'll he'll tell you, you know, he's not good at organizing. So I've I've seen the same. Yeah, so I just, you know, got on online and found a company that could do the logo for the semantics and they did a rush order and it was a bomb and it actually came out really nice. Really, really nice. That's why, you know, we they call us Mexicans, not Mexicans. And there it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Not Real Art Podcast. Please make sure to like this episode, write a review, and share with your friends on social. Also, remember to subscribe so you get all of our new episodes. Not Real Art is produced by Crew West Studios in Los Angeles. Our theme music was created by Ricky Peugeot and Desi Deloro from the band Parlor Social. Not Real Art is created by We Edit Podcast and hosted by Captivate. Thanks again for listening to Not Real Art. We'll be back soon with another inspiring episode celebrating creative culture and the artists who make it.